from coast to coast and around the globe. This is We Live on a Planet. I'm your host, Patrick. Hello, thank you for joining me this Saturday, August 20th, 2022. It's actually when I'm recording this one, so it might not be when you hear it. It's episode 559. I'm titling this one, Grief. And I'll tell you why when we come back from the break. It's currently 67 degrees Fahrenheit in the city of Oswego in upstate New York. Feels like 67. High is going to be about 86. Winds are out of the southeast at 4 miles per hour. Going to be nice and sunny today. We got lots to talk about. Like I said, stick around. We have a quote coming up and then much, much more right here at We Live on a Planet. We'll be right back. All right, we are back. Here is our quote. Like I said, this is titled Grief, and we have some grief in our family loss. In my family, I have some grief going on right now. And this is the quote. May there be comfort in knowing that someone so special will never be forgotten. Julie Herbert. And the, the reason why I brought that one up is we sadly lost the matriarch in my family. My mom's mother passed away the other day. My grandmother, she was 92 years old. So she lived a long life, lots of grandchildren, lots of great grandchildren, lots of great memories, married to my grandfather for 65 years, I believe. And, um, yeah, she just was an amazing woman. Thelma M. Carl was her name. She was born August 22nd, 1930, and she died August 18th, 2022. April 22nd. Did I say August? April 22nd, 1930. She was a lifelong resident of Plasky, New York. That's where my mom is from, and my mom graduated from Plasky. It's a tiny little town. Uh, Thirteen grandchildren and many great-grandchildren. We're getting together. My family is getting together tonight in um, a little town called Altmar, New York, and there's a Hilton there that my family's staying in, and we're getting together there, um, just a little mingle at the bar. I don't drink. Speaking of not drinking, today is seven years sober for me. Yeah, seven years. That's 2,557 days, and I've saved over $76,710 from not drinking. But yeah, so back to the malaise and back to the the facts of life is that we all are going to die. And sadly, my grandmother did die. But um, we're getting together, like I said, Sunday evening. And then my mom's family will be getting together, all of us, Monday for my grandmother's funeral. It's It's a sad time. But I'm looking forward to getting together with my family. We're a strong family unit. When something like this happens, we all come together and uh, gain strength from one another. I'm 
looking forward to seeing my one of my uncles who I realize I'm trying to do the math and I don't know really when the last time I saw him, believe it or not. It, it's at least over 25 years since I've seen my uncle. And uh, my uncle is six months younger than I am, believe it or not. It's crazy. I, he's my uncle, but I always grew up feeling more like he was my cousin. And uh, it's just kind of the way it was. We, we would camp in the same camping area, so we'd go and play out in the woods and ride bike together. And when we'd go over and visit my grandparents, he liked to play with the same things I did. And, yeah, so he's my uncle, but it's just kind of like that cousin feeling. And so, but... um. But yeah, lots have been going on. It's been a while since I've put out a podcast, and I'm actually recording this one right now on YouTube. And uh, if you want to see what it's like behind the scenes of We Live on a Planet, come on over to YouTube. I'm kind of it's my YouTube channel's hard to find though, so I do have a link on my website. My website is WLOAP.com. That's really easy to remember because if you can just remember we live on a planet, WLOAP.com is the acronym of we live on a planet. And from there, there's a link to my YouTube channel because if you go to YouTube and type in we live on a planet, you can't find my t my channel. I have 22 subscribers. That could be one of the reasons it's pretty low, but to me, I'm proud of having those 22. I'm thankful for one listener. I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful that you take the time to give me to just ramble on sometimes. And um, speaking of rambling, I'm rambling a little bit on this segment. So let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll... Uh, figure out what else more to talk about we'll be right back and we are back and i have uh, a call to action i'd like to give you so um bear with me do you enjoy listening to we live on a planet have you subscribed yet please head on over to apple Podcasts to leave a rating and review you can even do it over on Spotify. Don't forget about my website as well, WLOAP.com, where you can contact me. And do me a favor, tell a friend about We Live on a Planet. Thanks so much. All right, thank you. I usually do my call to action at the end of my podcast. And according, I was telling my YouTube listeners during the break, um, how they tell you you should do your call to action more towards the beginning of your podcast because towards the end of the podcast, once you're done talking, your listeners are kind of shutting down and not going to listen anymore. So what has been going on in my life? Like I said, I, it's been a while since I've been out here talking to you. Um, July 
30th, I think, was my last podcast, so that is kind of a... That's my bad. It's just been... I've been struggling a little bit, to be honest. I've been in a funk. I can't quite describe it. I've had show notes and planned on doing shows at the beginning of August. I had sat down, I turned the Roadcaster Pro 2 on, I got the my new ring light set up with the camera, changed my setup so I'm facing the camera instead of a side view, and uh, I just want to push that red button and then all of a sudden I can't do it, and then I want to do it and then I can't do it, and what happens is I wake up in the middle of the night and I just have so much creative energy, and I feel like I can do anything. And I'll have a couple cups of coffee. Speaking of that, let me wet my whistle. I'll have a couple cups of coffee and then have my show notes get ready, and then I all of a sudden freeze up. I don't know what it is. I can't do it. And I have 559 episodes. This should be simple. should be easy. And and now with the camera going, that gives me a little bit of anxiety, but I'm working through that right now because, I don't know, my show is perfectly imperfect. If you've never came over before, I, I don't edit it. It's unscripted. I do have show notes just to keep me on track. Otherwise, this show would be all over the place. Even with show notes, it goes all over the place sometimes. The show turns pear-shaped sometimes, but in in the grand scheme of things, I enjoy what I'm doing. It helps me mentally. It's a personal journal. It's something that I can archive. It's something that when I am feeling creative, I can create like I am right now, coming out talking to you. And um, yeah. So I got off topic because I was going to tell you what I've been doing. My At the beginning of the month, my uh, father's side of the family has a party always at the first Sunday of August. And that was a great time seeing my dad's side of the family. And I love them so much that they took me in in the early 70s, my dad's side of the family. And uh, when I say my dad... Um, he's my stepfather, but to me, he's my father, he's my dad, he's everything. Daryl is his name, and he's my rock. He's always been there for me, he's always loved me. He's taught me so many things, and just given me unconditional love since he's known me. And I'm fortunate to have the same with his siblings, who I call my aunts and uncles and my cousins, who I, you know, who I call my cousins because they all took me in in the 70s. And I'm very thankful for that. And they're good people. They're really good people that would uh, give the shirt off your back, off their back for you. So it was great to see them and have some good food, good conversation with some family members and just uh it was hot but my uncle's house 
is right next to my cousin's house and there's big huge shade trees there and so it was just a big canopy of shade and so everybody was nice and cool as long as you stay hydrated all right stick around we're going to talk about some more when we come back from the break we'll be right back and just like that we are back all right Darren, if you're watching on youtube you're getting like behind the scenes because i'm uh leaving the video my video feed recording as i'm recording this podcast so when i take a break i'm there's little little snippets little extras i'm used just using uh photo booth which is it came right with my macbook air it's not really the highest quality video but it would be good enough for me to put up for youtube hopefully it works i did a one video on youtube and it got like 34 views and that's a lot for me so i was really happy and thank you if you were one of those 30 few 34 who viewed it all right so what else has been going on uh i went scuba diving not too long ago if you follow me you know i dove into the sport of scuba diving last year and became a regular scuba diver and now i'm an advanced scuba diver yes i thank you i thank you i thank you advanced scuba diver just means i can go to 130 feet now i used to be able to go to uh, 60 feet so that's quite a bit deeper and i did go deep the other day i went to about 113 feet and i finally got to see the prop on the key storm which is a a shipwreck that went down uh the same year as the titanic and the arrow is the ship i dive off from and it's a fantastic dive boat and brought us out and it was it's like a 12 foot diameter prop it's it's big it's where where is it? it's big foot and that's about 113 feet or so and that's i think the deepest i've gone was 113 feet so yeah i did a, did my dive there and then what else has been going on my wife and i just celebrated our wedding anniversary 14 year wedding anniversary we've been together 18 I should know that I 18 yes I believe and we went to the king of Prussia and I'd never heard of king of Prussia it's in Pennsylvania a rock throw from Valley Forge Valley Forge is famous for where George Washington and the Continental Army made camp encampment and uh, barely survived the winter during the Revolutionary War and we got we we went and checked out the Valley Forge uh, historical area, which was really nifty. I love history, so we got our history on. We were gonna do indoor skydiving. That was the whole reason why we're going to King of Prussia. Started doing the online waiver. Realized that I can't do it. I don't know if you can see on the video, but right here my collarbone is 
busted up pretty good. Uh, back in 2019, I was hit head on in a car crash. It took an hour to cut me out of the car. I was stuck in the car for that long. And my clavicle got broken, my collarbone, and they didn't set it or fix it or anything. They said, oh, well, because of your age, if you were like 19, we'd fix it. It's like, well, geez, I'm only, I had just turned 49 or 50 and uh, they didn't fix it. And so it said in the waiver, if you have any shoulder injury, we advise you not to dive or skydive. If you've had any back injuries or surgeries, we advise you not to do it. I've had back surgery in 2012. I have two rods and six screws in my lower back. So we decided not to do that. And we still had a great time, though. We found a groovy restaurant called The Melting Pot, which I guess is all around the country. But the closest one to us, besides King of Prussia, which is in Pennsylvania, is Buffalo, New York, which is still about a three-and-a-half-hour drive for us. King of Prussia was about four-and-a-half-hour drive, almost five. And uh, the melting pot, it was a fondue restaurant. And I'm a child of the 70s, so fondue was the thing. And it was a four-course meal of just yummy goodness and it takes about an hour and a half or so to eat your meal and the experience of it all and it was it was really nice we we had a good time i'll tell you a little bit more about it when we come back stick around and we're back almost not <laughs> uh so yeah when we were in the king of prussia we stayed at a hotel that I booked through Airbnb, which I didn't know you could do, but uh, I found it was called the Alloy. It was a double tree Hilton, nine story, swanky looking hotel with a like a 24 hour fitness with a couple Peloton bikes and Highline stuff, a pool, a bar, a couple restaurants, um, a little 24 hour convenience area where you could just grab stuff scan and go bring it up to your room they served starbucks coffee at that little place even though it wasn't a starbucks technically they served the starbucks coffee um it was okay i my wife and i have decided though we are true airbnbers and not hotelers in the sense of like the Airbnb experience where it's like your own unit. Usually, you know, that's how we've always done Airbnbs where it's a house. One time it was a, uh, a trailer, like those silver slipstream, really nice, cool trailers. Um, we, or campers we stayed in when we were in Atlanta, Georgia, but the hotel, <clears throat> excuse me, the hotel experience was nice, but just being up on the sixth floor and it's like a maze to get to your room. You're, we're pretty deep away from the elevators, which was nice, so you didn't have to hear the ding of the elevator all the time, anytime anybody was getting on the floor. But it just, 
the feel of it, you know, was it was just a hotel, which was okay, you know, it was it was nice, but we're definitely Airbnb people more than hotel. Not that I'm opposed to staying in a hotel. Like I was talking right uh, before the break about that melting pot restaurant and the closest one is in Buffalo. And we liked it so much we'd be willing to go to Buffalo. I have family in Buffalo anyway, so it'd be a good excuse to go and I could peek my head in and visit family as well while I'm in Buffalo and stay one night at... and. Here I just said all this about hotels and Airbnbs, but stay one night at a hotel that's right next to the Walden Galleria Mall, which has the melting pot restaurant inside. And um, I looked it up the other day, and there's a hotel like 0.5 miles away from the, the mall. So it'd be worth it. All right, so um, what are we doing? Let's learn something, and we'll do that right when we come back from the break. Stick around. And we are back. Back. There we go. <laughs> we are on the History Channel's website, This Day in History, history.com. And what happened on this day of history? This is bummer, a sad one. On August 20th, 1619. 1619. The first enslaved Africans arrive in Jamestown, settling the stage for slavery in North America. Disgusting, disgusting uh, stain on our country and our human all just human rights, slavery in general, and no matter what country it's in. I can't imagine, I can't even, it's hard to believe that that was a thing. All right, what else do we have on this day in history in sports? 1945, 17-year-old becomes youngest to hit a major league baseball home run at 17. On August 20th, 1945, 11 days after the atomic bombing of Nagasaki, Japan, Brooklyn Dodgers Unity player Tommy Brown homes to drive in a team's only run in an 11-1 loss to Pittsburgh Pirates. It seems insignificant aside from the fact that at 17-year-old, Brown remains the youngest player to homer in a major league baseball game. Well, 17 and you're playing professional baseball? Wow. I don't, there's no 17 year old professional baseball players now, that's for sure. Here we go. In 1940, Mexico, Russians, revolutionary, Lenot, revolutionary, Leon Trotsky assassinated in Mexico. Ooh. Space exploration, 1975, Viking 1 launched to Mars. Up, up, in a way. Middle East, 1982, U.S. Marines are deployed to Lebanon. All of these that I'm reading to you 
are just, I'm skimming the fat. You can open up and learn more of these at the History Channel's website. Cold War, 1968, Soviets invade Czechoslovakia, which is now known as the Czech Republic, where my brother and sister-in-law, brother-in-law and sister-in-law live. All right. Invention of science, 1911. First around the world telegram sent. 66 years before Voyager 2 launch. Nineteen twenty, professional football is born. Yay! Let's go, Buffalo. U.S. presidents, eighteen thirty-three, Benjamin Harris is born. Didn't even know we had a president named Benjamin Harris. Wow, I don't know my presidents very well, I guess. Um, art, literature, and film history, 1918, Valley of the Dolls author Jacqueline Suzanne, Suzanne is born. Here's one in crime. I remember this. This is the year I graduated high school, so I can remember this. 1989, the Mendez brothers murdered their parents, Lyle and Eric. That was their name. And then that's about it in this day of history. Like I said, we got a little wrinkle on our brain. You can go to any of those and get more wrinkles on your brain too. Stick around. We'll be right back. And we're back just like that. I was just telling my YouTube audience that I'm pulling up some facts over at the facts site. At 15 precious facts about Pennsylvania, because my wife and I just were in the KOP, as they call it, the King of Prussia, which is located in Pennsylvania. Gettysburg is also there. My wife and I went there a couple years ago. She surprised me for a nice visit to Gettysburg. And Gettysburg, you feel it there. I felt a lot of emotion when I was at Gettysburg just because there was a lot went on. Commonly known as the Keystone State, but also known as the Quaker State, Pennsylvania was the second state to join the United States of America on December on December 12th, 1787. It has a population of 12.78 million people as of 2021, making it the fifth most populous state. Pennsylvania is bordered by the states of New Jersey, Maryland, Delaware, West Virginia, Ohio, and New York. With a total of 46,000 plus square miles and a land water of land and water, it's the 33rd largest state. The capital of Pennsylvania is Harrisburg, which is located just south of the center of the state. And here we go. Here's some facts. People may have been living in Pennsylvania for as many as 19,000 years. Holy moly donut shop. 19,000 years. It's saying that it's believed the Americans were populated by a group of people referred to as the Palo Indians. 
They traveled by land from the far east of the modern-day Russia across the Bering Strait into modern-day Alaska sometime around 15 to 1300 13,000 B.C. Is that one, three, comma, zero, zero? Yeah. Wow. That's crazy to me. All right, number two. There were a number of Native American tribes living in Pennsylvania when the Europeans arrived. Not surprising. And then all the Europeans got them all sick and became terrible what we did to the Native Americans here. The first Europeans to explore Pennsylvania were the British. It's not surprising. And it tells who and everything. The first European to colonize parts of Pennsylvania were actually Swedish, though. The Swedes, back in the 17th century, Sweden was also a major naval power, and they too attempted to stake claim to North America. The Pennsylvania County was founded as a place of religious freedom. In 1681, much of today's state of Pennsylvania was granted to William Penn by King Charles II of England. William Penn was a son of the famous admiral and an early member of the Society of Friends, or Quakers, a new and prospered, pros, prosecuted Christian sect. Yeah, I couldn't spit that out. Pennsylvania was the second state to join the United States of America, like I had said earlier. One of the most important battles of America, Civil War, took place in Pennsylvania, and that's the Battle of Gettysburg. I was telling you about that earlier. Mm, man, Gettysburg was something. President Abraham Lincoln delivered one of the most important speeches in U.S. history in Pennsylvania, and that is the Gettysburg Address. And there's a good reason Pennsylvania is named the Keystone State. Every time someone refers to Pennsylvania as a Keystone State, they honor the central role the state and the county played in creating the United States as we know it today. To explain it a little, a keystone is an architectural term for the center stone of an arc that secures it from preventing it from falling apart. The state gained its nickname for its central, political, and economical role in shaping both the colonies and the United States at its founding. The nickname birthed the state symbol of Pennsylvania, a keystone. Pennsylvania is the potato chip capital of the U.S. And I love me potato chips and Utz potato chips, U-T-Z. Mmm, they're good. And there's a fire has been burning in Pennsylvania since 1962. A coal mining, coal mine continues to burn. Pennsylvania is home to the oldest gas station in the U.S. It has been selling gasoline since 1909. And also, a small town in Pennsylvania is known as the mushroom capital of the world. Kenting Square. All right. The Philly cheesesteak was invented in the 1930s there. And I'll tell you about that when we come back. Stick around. 
Hello and welcome back. Okay, so <clears throat> cheesesteak, excuse me. We were in the King of Prussia, like I just said, and the most famous cheesesteak, like I said, was invented in 1930 at a place called Pat's. It's in South Philly, uh, right across the river, Jersey. It's right there. And um, it was about a, if the traffic wasn't heavy, about a 35, 30 to 35 minute drive from our hotel. Looked it up. There is absolutely zero parking there. I looked up reviews and they said the parking is a nightmare. Also upon further review, there's two places and there's a rivalry that's been going on forever with these two, Pat's and Geno's. They're like right down the road from each other. Some people swear by Pat's, some people swear by Geno's. In the article though I'm reading, it's the locals don't go there though. You know, it's one of those places that only the tourists go to. Probably like Voodoo Donuts when I went there in Portland. Probably most Port Portlandians, I don't know how to say them, don't go to Voodoo Donuts. Um, that's a tourist thing. My buddy told me there's a donut place right in Bend that's just as good as Voodoo Donuts. It's just not a tourist trap. So back to the cheesesteaks. I'm reading the reviews and everything, and there's not much difference slight difference of the meat preparation of Pat's and Geno's. Pat's is the famous place that Rocky is taken to in the movie Rocky to have a Philly cheesesteak. Maybe that's where the rivalry started, they said. But the whole article just kind of basically said that there's other places in the city of Philadelphia that true Philadelphians go to get a cheesesteak. And there's nothing that spectacular about it. We were going to do it for the experience, but we just, we just decided after we had been there, we have a, almost a five-hour ride home. Our checkout was at noon. We could have checked out, drove to Pat's, which was the opposite way of where we had to go to go home, had our cheesesteak, and then drove back home. By the time we would have got home, it would have been around 8 o'clock at night or something. We checked out um, before our checkout time and was home before 4 o'clock in the afternoon yesterday from our trip, which made it nicer. And we both had Philly cheesesteaks before in our life, not from Philly, but we've had cheesesteaks in our life. We know what they're like. If for some reason the article said, hey, listen, while you're here, this is an absolute must-do. You have to do this while you're here. We would have done it. But we just opted not to do it. So, all right. Enough about Philly cheesesteaks. We learned something at the History Channel. We learned some facts about Pennsylvania. I talked all kinds of stuff that's been going on. I updated you because it's been a while since I've talked to you. Lastly, I want to do word of the day because we've been doing a word of the day. And then also I'll throw in a did you know fact. So here's our word of the day. Let's see if it plays. It is from the Webster's Dictionary. Unabashed. Let's try that again. Unabashed. Unabashed. Unabashed is a cinnamon of cin cinnamon. 
not cinnamon, the, you know what I mean, are both undistinguished and unapologetic. It usually describes someone who is not embarrassed or ashamed about openly expressing strong feelings or opinions or such a person's emotion or behavior. Here's an example. Despite his reputation as the strong silent type, the lumberjack squealed with unabashed glee at the first sight of his baby niece. Abashed. Unabashed. Unabashed. U-N-A-B-A-S-H-E-D. It's an adjective. Unabashed. All right. And then our quick, did you know... Did you know Betty White is in the Guinness World Record holder? In 2014, she was awarded the title for the longest TV career for a female entertainer, which honored over seven decades of her work in television. As a career, she began in 1939. And I love me some Betty White. How can you not love Betty White? All right, my friends, stick around. We'll be right back. Welcome back, my friends. Thank you so much for coming back. I really appreciate it. So please tell a friend about We Live on a Planet. Head on over to my website, WLOAP.com. From there, there's a link to my YouTube channel. You can see what it's like behind the scenes. It's nothing fancy. I got that is my We Live on a Planet uh, framed logo. And it was glaring, so I put a paper bag over that. The only glare is obviously the ring light from my my glasses. Nothing I can do about that. I have to see. And other than that, I think we're good. I really appreciate your time, the most valuable gift you could ever give me. And I look forward to talking to you again real soon, my friends. Peace. Let me end it the proper way. My friend Radio Marlar likes me to end it.